You're listening to episode 16 of Justice, Mercy, Faith, a podcast from The Christian Citizen. In this episode, the Reverend Margaret Marcusen reads her essay, Nice is Not a Biblical Word. Then she is joined by Christian Citizen editor Curtis Ramsey Lucas for a deeper conversation on the topic. Christian leaders can be too nice. We've internalized the message, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. However, sometimes leadership requires more than being nice. In fact, as far as I'm able to tell, the word nice does not appear in the Bible. Episcopal priest Charles LaFond has developed what he calls a mathematical formula for leadership. Here it is. Effective minus nice plus kind. LaFond says nice is a veneer and it distracts and it obscures and sometimes even leads to untruth. He adds, it is kind to tell people the truth. Similarly, Brene Brown says clear is kind, unclear is unkind. Why aren't we clear? We fudge difficult conversations to make ourselves more comfortable. Christian leaders, myself included, are afflicted with terminal niceness, which gets in the way of the church's mission. Many church leaders, male and female, clergy and lay, were socialized to be nice. You may find it hard to have candid conversations about difficult issues. You are not alone, but there's a cost. Our niceness gets in the way of ministry. The least mature members run roughshod over the real leaders because no one can take a stand with them about their behavior. An employee can underperform or act out on the job, sometimes for years. I cringe when I think about the tough conversations I've avoided in my ministry. I remember one pastor I was consulting with who was brave enough to say to me, how we are working together isn't working for me. I need more from you. He needed more clarity on the process we were in together and for me to be more present with him as we worked. After the first twinge or two or three, I thanked him for being so honest with me. If he hadn't been clear, it would have jeopardized our effort together. I haven't always been as brave as he was. I've worked over time to lean into hard conversations rather than avoid them. I don't always succeed, but when I can do it, both the work and the relationships go better. What has helped me when I needed to be kind, but not nice, when I needed to take a difficult stand with an individual or a group, is to consider what is really in the long-term best interests of the individuals involved and the whole group. This longer perspective helps me address issues that in my heart of hearts, I just want to let go and wish away. Reality check. If you start being somewhat clearer and tougher, you may get accused of being a leader who is bossy, authoritarian, or mean. To be honest, some church leaders are just that. But for many church leaders, you are never going to go too far. You are so far this side of nice that you have years to go before you ever get to the point of being truly mean. 
In the church, acting in ways we feel are not nice makes us feel vulnerable. When you have to have a hard conversation and have to be clear with someone about what's not working, you put yourself out on the edge and it feels risky. Your heart pounds. You start to sweat. Yet leadership requires backbone. Standing up and saying what is important to you is an essential part of leadership. So is giving people difficult feedback to help them grow. In some cases, you can't do this alone. You need allies who also are clear and have backbone to help you deal with the fallout that can come when you stand up to someone who makes a big fuss about how mean you've been. In some churches, the mean people expect everyone else to be kind to them and squat loudly if someone challenges them. The reason they get away with it is because everyone lets them get away with it. We follow Jesus, who did not hesitate to say a hard word when necessary to individuals and to groups. Of course, you are not Jesus, and neither am I, which means we need a grain of humility in the middle of hard conversations. But when you are facing up to a member of your group who is wreaking havoc by their lack of boundaries and lack of filter, you can't be too humble or too nice. You have to say in concert with others, you can't act like that here, and if you can't stop, you will have to. You have to be able to say to employees who are not measuring up, your job is in jeopardy. I'm grateful to Dwight Robarts for this useful phrase. Here's the good news. When you relate to people with candor and kindness, you let people know we have a leader who can take the heat and keep going. We can trust this leader not to cave in to bullying and inappropriate pressure. Many will see this as good news and feel relieved. Where might you be called to bring the kindness of clarity to your leadership? I'm happy to welcome to the podcast, Margaret Marcusen. Margaret helps ministers do their work without wearing out or burning out through ministry coaching, presentations, and online resources. She's also a regular contributor to The Christian Citizen. Margaret, it's good to have you with us today. In your most recent article, Nice is Not a Biblical Word, you argue that Christian leaders can be too nice and that sometimes leadership requires more. What more uh, does leadership require? It requires the ability to take a stand both for what we believe and in relation to other people's uh, behavior when it's problematic. You uh, note that uh, terminal niceness, as you call it in some clergy, um, can inhibit mission and ministry. Why is that and what can leaders do about it? How can they be proactive uh, in terms of terminal niceness? Well, I think for many of us, it's a years-long process, so it's not overnight. Um, I, I think many of us go into ministry because we want we want to help people, but we also want to be loved and appreciated. And so when people are unhappy with us or when we need to take a stand with others, we find that difficult. Um, I think there are a lot of ways to work on it. Um, one, there's 
just looking at our own families, how we grew up, <laughs> the uh, maybe the need we, for approval we had in our in our families, uh, just reflecting on those experiences over time can uh, help us create some more options for ourselves. Also, it's practice, practice practice just sometimes just looking for little ways when you can feel that that urge like you think you should say something but you don't want to because you're afraid someone won't like it even about something small and just to to say it and realize that you won't actually die you uh, confess in this piece that there are tough conversations that you've avoided um, in your own ministry and that you've worked over time to lean into what you call the hard conversations rather than avoid them. Um, what are some steps that you've taken to do that? And what is some advice you'd have for others? Well, I think it's the long-term process of greater self-awareness, even just noticing like what's going on in my body. Like, do I feel that, that feeling in the pit of my stomach? And is that what what is, is that a signal for me to do? Uh, and like the, the process that I described is something uh, uh, that I've done for myself, just speaking up a little bit more and getting more used to it. And also recognizing, uh, as I talk about in the article, the uh, looking at the long term potential outcome, maybe hard in the moment. But if I say, OK, it's better for everybody if I address this now, that, that you know, that helps me. And uh, you also write about the fact that this is not without some cost. Um, being clearer, being tougher can lead to accusations um, that you're being bossy, um, that you're being authoritarian, um, that you're being mean even. Um, what role does gender or gender bias play here? Um, to what extent are women in ministry challenged for exhibiting characteristics that often go unnoticed or unchallenged in men? Gender is a factor, both in terms of socializing and also the response that, that, that women in ministry and other women leaders can get. However, I, I, you know, I've worked with a lot of, of male pastors who also have challenges in this regard and get negative feedback when they start taking a stronger stand. So gender is, it's not irrelevant, but it's, it's not the only factor at work. Sure. Um, leadership, as you know, requires backbone. Um, how do pastors, ministry leaders cultivate that, uh, not only in themselves, but in their congregation? You talk about uh, at one point the need to find allies in this in this effort. Well, one important task is to look for people that that do have backbone and cultivate them for leadership, and then take you, the the leaders that you have, and uh, you can. Uh, coach them to be a little bit tougher. You can create a reality check for them that when, you know, when we move forward in leadership, people do not necessarily stand up and say, hooray. Some people are going to say, you know, you're completely on the wrong track. And that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, to normalize that for ourselves and for, for the leader, other leaders that we work with. Uh, to say this, you know, this is part of the natural process of, of life together. 
there's an old hymn that begins, uh, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. But uh, Jesus did not hesitate to say a hard word when necessary. Um, what can we learn from the life and example of Jesus when it comes to the question of niceness and leadership in ministry? Well, one of the things I notice about Jesus, I don't actually talk to talk about this in the article, but he never chases after people. So if people get upset or decide to walk away, he doesn't say, wait, 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 you know, let me make it a little sweeter for you. Uh, you know, he, he's a- able to let people go. Uh, and he does, he does not uh, water down his message to adapt to the audience. He was very clear. Well, this is one thing I, I wanted to say earlier. He was very clear on his purpose. This is another way that I think we can practice uh, in, in this regard. So if you're really clear on what you're trying to accomplish, it will be easier for you to, to be um, less nice when it's called for. Margaret, I want to thank you for being with us today. Thank you. It's been a great, I love talking about these ideas. I think they're really important. And I want to encourage our listeners to read Nice is Not a Biblical Word and Margaret's other articles at christiancitizen.us. That concludes this episode of Justice, Mercy, Faith. Thank you to this week's guest, the Reverend Margaret Markison. Our theme music is Believable 2 by Peter Sandberg. The Christian Citizen is edited by Curtis Ramsey Lucas and is a publication of the American Baptist Home Mission Societies. The show, website, and newsletter are produced by myself, Joshua Kagey. Stories are copy edited by Hannah Estefanos. Our art director is Danny Ellison. The Christian Citizen editorial board is Dr. Jeffrey Hagray, Laura Alden, Susan Gottschall, Dr. Jeffrey Johnson, the Reverend Sarah Strosel-Kagey, the Reverend Salvador Oriana, the Reverend Dr. Marilyn Turner-Triplett, and Reverend Cassandra Karkoff-Williams. And our advisors are Sherilyn Crow, the Reverend Kimberly Payton-Jones, the Reverend Stephen D. Martin, the Reverend Marvin A. McMickle, and the Reverend Harold Dean. To learn more about The Christian Citizen, visit the website christiancitizen.us. Justice Mercy Faith will be back with a new episode next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.